Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for week ending Saturday the 8th of October 2022. This is Chris and your other readers are Jane, Brian and Jean. The editor this week is Eleanor. All are members of Team 4. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhampstead and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. This week's headlines, Careers Fair Draws Crowds and Wheelchair Service in NHS Changes Provider. These and other stories follow. Here is the news. Hello, my name is Jane. Talking newspaper volunteers entertained by Tring Park School of Performing Arts. On Friday, the Tring Park School of Performing Arts invited volunteers from the Decorum Talking Newspaper charity to attend an informal concert at the school. Chris Day, one of the reader volunteers, and who is here with us this evening as our leader reader, writes... We were made very welcome by the staff and 60 or so pupils, mostly aged between 16 and 18. We were provided with transport, refreshments and over an hour of wonderful singing and dancing, all performed with smiling faces and huge enthusiasm. And we were given song sheets so that we could join in with the chorus numbers. In addition, there was an excellent classical guitar piece and a ballet troupe of 11 and 12 year olds who performed a lovely dance routine in traditional ballet dress with impeccable timing and confidence. The students were very interested in the work of our charity and the background of the volunteers and asked several questions during the interval. All the attendees from the charity were very impressed with the occasion and are keen to be invited back. In addition, some will be seeking to attend other concerts put on by the school. Hello, I'm Brian. Decorum Talking Newspapers, DTN, is a charity that has been in existence for 40 years that arranges for local people with impaired vision to receive recorded versions of the local newspaper each week. In all, about 80 volunteers are involved on a regular basis at DTN. This is one of the many such organisations across the UK, all of which are funded entirely by donations. Subscribers receive the recordings free of charge via a USB stick sent in the post, but it's also possible to pick up the broadcast on Alexa or other versions of voice recognition systems or via the DTN website. The readers and support teams are all volunteers, and at the moment there is a shortage of male readers. Each week a team of four people take turns to read articles, the preferred setup for each team is two women and two men. There are five teams, so readers are only required to attend once every five weeks. The recordings take place from 7.15 till about 9 o'clock on Thursday evenings at the Adifield Hall in Queen Square, Hemel Hempstead. The recordings are available on Alexa and the website late on Thursday evenings and the USB stick are posted out on Friday mornings. Each team is supported by an editor who chooses which items will be read and in which order and, of course, very importantly, a sound engineer to get the recording to you. The existing volunteers are all friendly and supportive of new readers, so feel free to give it a go and see if you like it. 
We would be happy for prospective readers to attend a recording session as a guest to get a feel of what is required. You can also listen to an existing broadcast on the website www.dtnhemmel.org.uk. Each broadcast lasts about an hour. Feel free to contact us if you have any questions or you would wish to get involved. Hello, this is Jean. More than 1,100 students from schools across Hemel Hempstead went to the Generation Decorum Career Fair. The young people found out about local career and training opportunities during the sixth careers fair of its kind from Hertfordshire Local Enterprise Partnership, the LEP, held at Shendish Manor Hotel on Wednesday, September the 28th. The fair shone a spotlight on local job, apprenticeship and training opportunities, giving young people and their parents and carers a chance to discover employers and learn about roles on offer. The event, opened by the Mayor of Decorum, Councillor John Burney, and Adrian Hawkins, OBE, Chair of Hertfordshire's LEP's Skills Advisory Panel, was led by LEP's Hertfordshire Opportunities Portal, the HOP team. Adrian said it was a fantastic to open the hearts and minds of over a thousand young people today to the opportunities on their doorstep and to welcome such high caliber employers from all over corners of the county. Year 11 student from Hemel Hempstead School, Sam said, I have been able to find out about some of the local companies and have been really fascinated to learn about the range of options available to me. It was great to find out about the apprenticeships that are available. Exhibitors included construction giant BAM Construct, consultancy ACOM, logistics service provider Martin Brower, hospitality business Oakman Inns, film and TV production company Sky Studios Elstree, technology firms Imagination Technologies and Computer Centre, Optician Specsavers and Hill Garden Communities. Geeta Patel, careers leader from Longdean School said, attending Generation Decorum is a significant aspect of our careers educational programme. We have bought our whole year 11 group. Our school has a real mix of students from different backgrounds, but attending today enables us to provide those students most in need of support and inspiration about their future careers with the opportunity to meet with local employers and open their eyes to the range of options available to them in decorum. HOP is a platform where employers and training providers are able to reach prospective workers in decorum and Hertfordshire. AJM Healthcare is to take over wheelchair services for people in Hertfordshire who get theirs from the NHS. From Saturday, October the 1st, the provider will run their services from two locations in the county. The former wheelchair service run by Millbrook Healthcare in Welling Garden City is now closed. AJM will provide a full range of services to wheelchair users and their carers, including clinical assessments specialist seating, wheelchair repairs and maintenance. It will also have delivery and collection services. 
Hertfordshire and West Essex Integrated Care Board appointed AJM Healthcare following a rigorous procurement and selection process that included NHS clinicians, managers and representatives of NHS patients. Kumar Morthy is a wheelchair service user and HealthWatch representative who was involved with the procurement process. He said he welcomes that wheelchair users and carers have been involved throughout, from making suggestions that help shape the requirements to interviewing bidders. Kumar added, it should help to make sure that we end up with a service that's truly focused on meeting the needs whilst at the same time enhancing the experience of customers. The wheelchair services will be provided from Unit 5, Centrus Mead Lane, Hartford, SG137GX, and Unit 5B, Vale Industrial Estate, Tolpits Lane, Watford, WD189QP. Dr Jane Halpin, Chief Executive Officer of Hertfordshire and West Essex Integrated Care Board, said that the board is looking forward to working with AJM Healthcare in their provision of wheelchair services across Hertfordshire. Dr Halpin added, We are pleased that AJM have a strong track record of delivering safe, high-quality, customer-focused services and will be working to deliver wider benefits, including providing a service with strong green credentials. Guy Etherington, Business Development and Customer Relations Director for AJM Healthcare, said, I'm delighted to welcome wheelchair users, their families and carers to the AJM Healthcare NHS wheelchair service. More information can be found online at hertfordshirewheelchair.services. Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire Hospice Charities, Rennie Grove Hospice Care and Peace Hospice Care, have confirmed that the proposed merger will be going ahead this month. The organisation will now be known as Rennie Grove Peace Hospice Care, and the merger integration will see over 370 staff and 1,500 volunteers brought together to offer improved and extended care to people in the two counties. Chief Executive of Rennie Grove Peace Hospice Care, Stuart Marks, said, I am delighted with the sheer amount of hard work that has been happening behind the scenes across all departments to combine the two successful charities and achieve our vision growth in our new, bigger catchment area. The merger, which was first announced in June, was proposed in the hope of increasing the reach and scope of the services which are offered to those living with life-limiting illnesses and bereavement counselling services for anyone affected by grief in Hertfordshire and Buckinghamshire. Chair of Trustees of the new organisation, Dr Jeremy Schindler, said that the reaction to the news of the merger has been overwhelmingly positive. Dr Schindler explained, we are especially delighted that our staff are already combining forces to lay out plans for how our services will extend efficiently across this wider catchment area, covering over one million local people. He added, we are on track to deliver our action plans for the next 18 months of merger integration and excited to work with the wider community.
Puppy carer volunteers and decorum are needed to help hearing dogs for deaf people after it saw a surge in demand for its services. Deaf charity Hearing Dogs for Deaf People urgently needs volunteers in Hertfordshire to raise and train puppies for people with hearing loss. The charity has seen a 30% increase in demand for its services and needs residents to look after and introduce the dogs to new experiences to make the great dogs help deaf people live their lives fully. Head of Volunteering at Hearing Dogs for Deaf People, Victoria Leadham, said this is a fantastic opportunity to experience the joys of having a dog without all the associated financial commitments. Victoria explained, You'll meet like-minded people, make new friends and receive lots of support from us and every step of the way. The role of a volunteer puppy trainer is to give an excellent level of care and training for one of the charity's puppies by taking them to supermarkets, restaurants, shops and public transport. This training will give the animals the confidence to accompany a deaf person everywhere they go as an accredited assistance dog. The deaf charity trains Cocker Spaniels, Labradors, Cockapoos and Miniature Poodles. Volunteer puppy trainers will attend weekly classes, learn all the necessary skills to ensure their puppy becomes a well-behaved dog before the next stage of their training where they learn how to alert deaf people to sounds. Hearing Dogs for Deaf People funds and supports the project, with each volunteer being assigned a local instructor who will provide full guidance along the way. The charity will cover all expenses for the puppy's training, including food, insurance and veterinary costs. So who can be a volunteer puppy trainer? The role is for a dog lover in Hertfordshire who lives in a home with a secure garden and plenty of time to spare every day. Access to a computer video calling facility will be needed for online dog training classes. Applications from those who work full-time, even working from home, will not be considered. Anyone interested in finding out more or wishing to apply can visit hearing-dogs.org.uk forward slash volunteer or email volunteer at hearingdogs.org.uk. Hanako Flowers is to become Ashridge House's resident florist after relocating to the estate. The move will see the shop become the first choice for events and weddings at the former royal residence. Hanako Flowers, which brings together floristry, champagne and socialising, opened on Berkhamsted High Street just over a year ago. Owner Hayley Benton said, whilst we have absolutely loved combining hospitality with our floral experiences for the lovely people of Berkhamsted, we've been given an amazing opportunity to shift our focus exclusively to floristry. It means we can continue to expand our services to meet the demand of our wonderful customers and clients. The relocation allows the business to provide one-to-one -one experiences alongside its increasingly popular group workshops. Flower Hour will continue on a Saturday afternoon, which sees unused flowers reduced in price to ensure there is zero waste in the shop. 
with a proportion of the profits also donated to Rennie Grove Hospice Care. In line with its sustainability ethos, Hanako uses biodegradable and recyclable papers as well as flowers from local farmers and growers were used throughout the summer months. Kate Parrott, head florist, said, We are always striving to use clever, sustainable floral mechanics, innovative products that are biodegradable and recyclable papers. She added, Whilst we deliver bouquets to your door, we are reducing our own personal carbon footprint by only doing one delivery round a day. Hanako Flowers will officially open on October the 15th in Ashridge House. Gritters on standby ready for colder weather. From Saturday the 1st of October, a fleet of over 58 gritters are on standby, ready to spring into action and sort the county's roads when freezing weather approaches. Gritter crews and decision makers from our highways team will be ready around the clock to cover nearly half of Hertfordshire's entire road network. That's more than 1,500 miles, or 2,500 kilometres, or the equivalent of sorting from Hartford to Berlin and back. We supply sort to schools if they request it to help them stay open during icy weather. We will also supply district, borough, parish and town councils on request so they can use their local knowledge to identify exactly where the best place to use the sort at during severe weather. Community groups and resident associations can apply for free gritting sort as well at hertfordshire.gov.uk slash apply for sort by Monday the 31st of October. Soft drink business Britvik gave Ukrainian refugees help in finding work at a career fair at its Hemel Hempstead headquarters. Almost 50 Ukrainian refugees fleeing the Russian invasion of their country attended the fair and were given refurbished laptops to aid their job search in the UK. The event, supported by the Hertfordshire Chamber of Commerce, saw the men and women given advice on interviews and CVs at the event hosted at Britvik's head office on Breakspear Way in Hemel Hempstead. Chief Information and Transformation Officer at Britvik, Sudeep Shetty, said, We've seen the devastating impact the Russian invasion has had on Ukrainian citizens forced to leave their homes and the difficulty in finding a job as a result. She said it was fantastic to welcome the refugees to its head office. Breej Leahy, Chief Executive Officer at the Chamber, said, So many people have had to leave behind their family and friends, their homes and jobs, to escape the shocking Russian attacks. They deserve all our help to be able to find work, to have some normality in their lives. We were delighted to support this initiative by one of our patrons. Volunteers explained the best places to find the latest job vacancies and chamber representatives shared opportunities in the area. Breege added, It was wonderful to see one of the chamber's patrons leading the way with his pioneering, with this pioneering community event, and I hope those who attended will have found it useful and will be able to find jobs. Motorists in decorum 
are warned of deer in the borough as rush hour traffic could see deer crossing the road in search of a mate. The morning and evening rush hours coincide with male fallow deer's most common times to roam in late September and October. The deer population across Hertfordshire, which are mainly fallow and muntjac deer, widespread across the county with particular concentrations in pockets of woodland countryside. Where major roads pass through wooded areas, there is a higher risk of collisions with crossing animals as the traffic moves at high speeds. Phil Bibby, Executive Member for the Highways and Transport at Hertfordshire County Council said, We would urge motorists to be cautious and drive a little slower at this time of year, especially on rural and semi-rural roads. He added that the council has taken steps to build deer fences in migration crossing points, but we obviously can't protect every road. Here are the council's safety tips to help motorists avoid collisions with deer. Reduce your speed in high-risk areas. Be extra cautious when passing a deer crossing sign. Use your headlights on full beam when safe to do so. Beware that more deer may follow after the first crosses. Break firmly when you notice a deer in or near your path, but don't oversteer to avoid hitting it. Leave a safe distance from the vehicle in front in case they have to take action to avoid a deer. Be aware that stopping distances are often longer at this time of year due to damp roads and fallen leaves. And this week in history, October the 5th, 1927, the Labour Party voted to nationalise coal mines at its party conference in Blackpool. On this day last year, the NHS announced it would be releasing a revolutionary, life-changing drug treatment for sickle cell disease to thousands of people in England. October the 6th, 1981, Muslim extremists assassinated Egyptian President Anwar Sadat. October the 7th, 1959, Lunik 3 took the first pictures of the far side of the moon. On this day last year, England footballer Marcus Rashford was shortlisted for a prize at the Books Are My Bag Readers Awards. October the 6th, 1967, the first breathalyser test in Britain was administered to a motorist in Somerset. On this day last year, a new study found that daily meat consumption in the UK had fallen by almost a fifth over the last decade. October the 9th, 1940, Beatle John Lennon was born during an air raid in Liverpool. October the 10th, 1957, a major radiation leak was detected at the Windscale nuclear plant in Cumbria after an accident three days earlier. And on this day last year, blood donation was made more inclusive with the removal of a question-branded, outdated, unnecessary and actively discriminatory. Tring Garden Centre has officially opened its Christmas department ahead of the festive season. Despite it being only October, this hasn't stopped the team at the centre from getting the lights and decorations ready as people prepare for Christmas. Alan Bright, 
Centre Manager at Tring Garden Centre, said that this year they are opening in early October to meet customers' demand. Alan said, I think they will be blown away by what the team have created this year. It is a truly magical winter wonderland. Not only festive displays and decorations, but this Christmas dinners will be served in October too. Restaurant manager Van Kim said, We really look forward to this time of year, welcoming customers through our doors and being part of their Christmas celebrations is a joy for all the team here. A water management company in Kings Langley raised £520 for a mental health charity, Young Minds, after a successful decorum-wide treasure hunt. Six teams from WJ Groundwater drove around the borough on Friday, September 30th in search of clues and puzzles. Joanna Owens, trainee safety, health, environment and quality advisor, witnessed some sneaky tricks by one team to distract the others as they drove to the eight locations. The teams of four worked out the anagrams to take them to Boxmore, Potternend, Great Gaddiston, Ashridge House and Pitstone Mill. Joanna said it was a great day and everything went to plan. The teams gathered at a local pub for a drink and everyone that took part agreed they had all thoroughly enjoyed the event. The quickest team took an hour and 40 minutes to finish the treasure hunt, with the last team taking just under three hours. Revamped Skate Park officially opened. In partnership with Tring Town Council, Decorum Borough Council have revamped the facilities at Tring Skate Park in Pound Meadow. The park was nearing the end of its usable lifespan, and so we asked for your ideas and opinions on how to make it fit for purpose. Work began in July 2022, and the skate park was officially opened on Saturday, the 24th of September, by the Mayor of Decorum, Councillor John Burney, and Councillor Andrew Williams, leader of the council. Further work is taking place to install lights to the area to enable it to be used even in the darker months. The octopus, the eight-tentacled odd creature from under the sea, has always been one that brings with it a lot, load of fascination for its intelligence, mobility and beauty. Octopuses are worthy of appreciation for a number of reasons. First of all, they are one of the Earth's great survivors Octopus fossils date back more than 300 million years, meaning that they predate dinosaurs. Perhaps one of the reasons that these unique creatures have survived so long under the sea is because they are also believed to be highly intelligent. With around 500 million neurons located in their brains and arms, they are able to bypass their instincts, learn lessons and solve problems, in a way that not many other sea life creatures are able to. Some of them have even been seen to be creative by using discarded coconut shells and making them into mobile homes. Octopuses are visually stunning, coming in various different colours, a multitude of sizes and all sorts of shapes. Some live in the very shallow waters of the sea, while others can be found thousands of feet below the surface of the water. Sometimes called the chameleons of the sea, the octopus is able to change colours to blend with its surroundings as a form of protection against predators. How can you celebrate Octopus Day? 
take a trip to a sea life centre. Getting up close and personal with these sea creatures is the best way to get to know them. Try to see what octopuses can be found at an aquarium near you. Watch a documentary. BBC One's Blue Planet 2 features film on getting to know an octopus. Learn about the life of octopus. Put aside a small section of this day to simply get more information about these fascinating underwater creatures. Although only short-lived, some only live six months, they are unique creatures with extremely interesting lives. National Geographic has a long history of being the go-to for learning about all things related to nature. With videos, articles and other resources, check out their website or their magazine, nationalgeographic.com. The National Wildlife Federation is another great foundation that offers interesting information for those who want to learn about octopuses at nwf.org. The giant Pacific octopus is the largest and longest living species of this creature. It has been recorded to be able to grow to weigh more than 600 pounds, but they are more typically only around 45 to 60 pounds. In 2016, a ghostly octopus was captured on video by the Okeanos Explorer at a depth of 14,000 feet, which is 2.6 miles under the sea. The octopus is a creature with an interesting circulatory system. They have three hearts and blood that is blue. One octopus is so intelligent that she is able to open a childproof pill bottle in order to access a snack that is inside. Some famous octopuses. Ursula. Ursula is a fictional character who appears as the villainess in Walt Disney's pictures, The Little Mermaid. She was voiced by American actress Pat Carroll. Dr. Octopus, Dr. Otto Gunter Octavius, also known as Doc Ork for short, is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel. Squidly Diddly is an anthropomorphic animated octopus created by Hanna-Barbera, who was featured in his own cartoon segment on The Atomant Secret Squirrel Show beginning in 1965. Paul the octopus was a common octopus used to predict the results of international association football matches. Accurate predictions in the 2010 World Cup brought him worldwide attention as an animal, animal oracle. One of the most exciting and memorable parts of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by French writer Jules Verne is when the submarine and its crew encounter a pack of giant sea squid. In fact, many promotional posters and ads for the film version feature this monster. Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on and any more news. Site Village. Tuesday 8th November 10am at Kensington Town Hall. 
an un unmissable event for people of all ages living with varying degrees of sight loss, professionals supporting and advising VIPs, and for all businesses and other organisations wishing to improve their services for the visually impaired. QAC Sight Village is described as the UK's leading exhibition for blind and partially sighted people, and for those experiencing sight problems. Each year, thousands of people visit our events to find out firsthand the latest technology, products and support services available, including audio equipment and services, braille equipment and services, CCTVs and magnification, computers, daily living equipment, education and training, information and support services, leisure services, low vision aids, mobility aids, peripherals, screen enlargers and readers. Exhibitors include charities, commercial companies and voluntary organisations from across the UK, Europe and the world. Admission is free to all events. Kevin Duna is planning to attend with two other people and would be happy to give another person a lift there and back. Please contact him on 219-149 or 0777-566-4405. Energy bills scam text messages. A warning from Neighbourhood Watch. Action Fraud has received 139 crime reports relating to fake text messages purporting to be from the UK government. The text state that the recipient is owed or eligible for an energy bill discount as part of the energy bill support scheme. The links in the email lead to genuine-looking websites that are designed to steal your personal and financial information. How to protect yourself. Energy bill discount. Households in Great Britain will receive a £400 energy bill discount. You do not need to apply for the scheme and you will not be asked for your bank details. For more information, visit gov.uk, that's gov.uk, forward slash government, forward slash news, 400 energy bills discount. If you've spotted a suspicious message, you can forward it to 7726. It's free of charge. If you forward a text to that number, 7726, your provider can investigate the origin of the text and arrange to block or ban the sender if it's found to be malicious. The obituaries on the family announcement page this week are Brian Bennett, aged 94, Audrey Brown, aged 92, and Avril Little, aged 78. May they all rest in peace. What's on? Theatre. Little Women. Watford Palace Theatre, October the 11th to the 22nd. Published in 1868, Louisa May Alcott's Little Women is one of the best-loved novels of all time. By turns, comic, dramatic, romantic and tragic, the book was inspired by Alcott's experiences growing up with her three sisters and is the story of the March family, Mother, Marmee, 
and her daughters, beautiful Meg, strong-minded Joe, and sensitive Beth. And, and spoil Amy as they struggle to survive in New England during the American Civil War. Anne-Marie Casey's adaptation of the classic story offers an exciting theatrical experience, guaranteed to be a night or afternoon filled with laughter, tears and lifting of the spirits. Visit watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk to book. And also in the theatre, Fisherman's Friends, the musical, Milton Keynes Theatre, October the 4th to the 8th. Based on the true story of the chart-topping Cornish singing sensation and their hit 2019 movie, the show is a feel-good voyage about friendship, community and music. The website atgtickets.com to book. And lastly on the theatre, Bumper Blyton, Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, October the 14th. Bumper Blyton is a riotous Enid Blyton parody show for grown-ups, performed by a cast of some of the UK's most experienced and best-known improvisers. Expect far too many picnics and plenty of farce. Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book. Family. The Howl, Scream Park, Mead Open Farm, Leighton Buzzard, October 7th to 31st. The Howl returns with two terrifying attractions joining the chilling lineup. Inside New Maze, Haunt, fictional high school staff and students are out to get this year's new intake. Step into a real-life horror movie and be chased, spooked and left haunted to the bone inside the high school from hell. Meanwhile, the Circus of Horrors is a live show that includes knife-swallowing, fire-eating and dangerous acrobatics, with five performances per night. Drinks are available at The Hearse and Hound. Visit thehowl.co.uk for details. Comedy. Tom Stayed, The High Road, Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, October 8th. Tom has simplified his life. He's sold his house and most of his retro possessions and embarked on his latest round of misadventures. Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book. Tring is set to host an Apple Fair this autumn with scores of events planned for everyone. Events will be running through October and beyond, with just some of the highlights set to include a Halloween event and the chance to have your own apples turned into delicious juice. There will also be a fundraising Kaylee in support of Dens, that's the Decorum Emergency Night Shelter, plus an apple bake-off and farmer's market. But here's what's going on in the coming weeks. Until October the 22nd, Tring High Street will feature an Appalachian trail with myths and facts about the fruit dotted around the area. The map can be found online via https forward slash bit bit dot ly forward slash 3m34 ldo. Running to October the 10th, there will be a photographic display at Tring Library, celebrating the town's bee-friendly award. On Wednesday, October the 5th, and again on October the 12th, 
there's a free event for toddlers at the High Street Baptist Church. It runs from 9.30 to 11.30 and features indoor fun for toddlers with toys, activities and lots of apple-themed crafts. There will also be local apple juice for sale. There's no need to book. On Friday, October the 7th and 14th, you can head down to Ashridge Woods for October Books in the Woods, Apples at Ashridge. The event, which starts at 10.30, is suitable for children aged up to five, along with their parents or carers. It costs £3 and will feature an outdoor playgroup with stories, nature and play. You can book your tickets via https bit.ly forward slash 3yas99y. On Saturday, October the 8th, is the Pippin Parade and Tring Farmers Market. The Apple Fair procession will run from the King's Arms to the Marketplace Brook Street. King's Arms to the Marketplace Brook Street from 10.30 to 11 a.m. There will be an apple cart decorated by Magnolia, Tring's own apple man, Morris dancers, musicians, maypole, scarecrows and apple wagon in honour of our rural heritage. Activities at the farmer's market include Morris dancing and apple pressing. You can take your own apples and bottle for juicing. There will be Tring's own plague of frogs and other games, a maypole and crafts, plus the judging of the scarecrow in a barrow. For more on the events and details of others later in the month, see https forward slash bit dot ly forward slash 3uxx6fl. Classical musicians will play in Berkhamsted this autumn as part of the Behind the Mirror concert series. The programme began on Sunday, October the 2nd with violinist Daniel Piero and cellist Claire O'Donnell putting on an evening of music at St Peter's Church. A mix of ancient and modern music will be performed at Berkhamsted Old Town Hall on November the 13th. Claire will join clarinetist Stuart King and violinist Caroline Balding to play Deborah Pritchard's Rosa Celeste programme, originally written for Behind the Mirror in 2016. On, 20, on the 21st of December at St Peter's Church, Claire and pianist Viv McLean will bring Beethoven's sonatas to life. More information can be found at behindthemirror.org The Masked Singer is coming back to Bovingdon Studios this month with some dates scheduled for the half-term school holidays. The ITV show hosted by Joel Domit will see Mo Gilligan, Davina McCall, Rita Ora and Jonathan Ross judge celebrity singers as they go head-to-head in full costume design disguise. The hit show has seen the likes of Joss Stone as Sausage, Mel B as Seahorse, Charlotte Church as Mushroom, and Selene Henry as Blob. 
Fans of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here can see the Masked Singer special on October the 26th. Children aged 8 and above can come along, but they must be with an adult. Attendees are asked to show proof of full vaccination or negative lateral flow test results with the test taking place within 24 hours of the recording. Those without proof will not be able to watch the filming at the studios. Decorum residents were invited to the Masked Singer spin-off show earlier this year and Lost 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 in TV hopes to see people there again later this month. Tickets and COVID information can be found at lostintv.com slash tv hyphen show question mark id equals 1221. A decorum group which runs weekly women's football matches has received a grant to help it continue. Community Kickabout was given a £500 grant from Barclays Community Football Fund to secure the long-term booking of an extra pitch for ladies to play on. The group was started in October 2020 using a Decorum Borough Council community grant and with support from Hemel Hempstead Town Football Club. Since then, it has provided local people with the space to play football and to get active in the process. Following the success of England's Lionesses at the Euros this summer, there was an increased interest in women's women's football, and Community Kickabout has organised ladies-only games. Thanks to the grant, the group can now commit to providing an easy and affordable opportunity for women to get active and be social by playing regular football on Monday nights. Session organiser Mark Wilmore said, I'm delighted that our initiative has been awarded a grant just as the ladies' sessions are getting underway as it allows us to commit to providing the opportunity for local ladies to play football and get active. We've had a very positive response from the girls so far and we're hopeful the sessions will grow to more than just one weekly game. Women do not have to be part of a team to join in, just register and play when it suits them. Local women can find out more and can register for a game via communitykickabout.org forward slash ladies forward slash. Lockers Park School held its inaugural community football tournament on Thursday, September 22nd and saw fierce competition from the nine schools. The school hosted teams from Boxmore Primary School, Bovingdon Primary Academy, Broadfield Academy, Markyate Village School, Pottenham Church of England School, South Hill and St Dominic Catholic School. The teams were split into two mini-league competitions with Group A teams competing for the Lockers Park Community Trophy and Group B for the Lockers Park Community Plate. Games lasted 10 minutes, 5 minutes each half, with each team playing the other one. The matches were hard fought, competitive and very close, with the majority of games finishing 1-0. Parents and staff cheered from the sidelines while enjoying the refreshments it provided provided by Lockers Park. The final of the cup competition was between South Hill and St Dominic, and after a close game, South Hill triumphed with a 1-0 victory. In the played competition, Markyate and Pottenend played an entertaining match that ended in a draw, before going on to extra time and penalties, which Pottenend won. 
Certificates were given to all participants and winning teams presented with their trophy and plate. Lockers Park head Gavin Taylor said, We're pleased to be able to host our local schools at Lockers Park and be able to bring the community together for this friendly competition, which we expect to be an annual event. Director of Sport at Lockers Park, Jack Doyle, said, Congratulations to the winning teams, and we hope to see them again next year to defend their titles. The FA Cup hopes of Hemel Hempstead's town and Berkhamsteads were both ended on Saturday in the third qualifying round. Hemel were beaten 3-1 at National League Northside Peterborough Sports. The hosts took the lead thanks to former Tudors player Kai Marsh-Brown putting sports in front just eight minutes in. A free header for Ryan Fryat from a corner then doubled the lead on 20 minutes before Marsh-Brown got his second not long after half-time. Jordan Greenidge pulled a goal back within 70 minutes left but the task was too much for Hemel to overcome. Boss Mark Jones said... It was a very flat performance from us. We struggled to get ourselves going for some reason and I just can't put my finger on it. We didn't arrive at the ground until after 2.20pm, so it wasn't an ideal start, but we don't want to make excuses. We didn't perform well enough and our decision-making was poor. We knew they'd be big and physical and I could have brought a more physicality into our team but we've been on a good run and what we tried to do didn't come off. Hemel, four beaten in the National League South, go to Slough Town on Saturday. Jones added, Slough are going very well at the moment. They're a decent side and we've got to get our game right if we want to try and take anything from that game. Berkhampstead also bowed out in the third qualifying round as they were beaten 2-0 at Banbury United, ending a run that had taken out Ware, Witham Town and Concord Rangers. First half shots from Linton Goss and Ryan Northville were kept out by Jack Harding in the United goal. At the other end, home man of the match Giorgio Rasulo shot just past the metalwork while Ryan Blake and Jonathan Lacey were off target as the visitors pressed. After a half-time rollicking, United began to show why they are two divisions higher. Trickery on the left wing produced a cross from the byline and Josh Dugmore arrived at the back post to tap in and open the scoring. Then Rasulo produced a long ball up the right-hand side to beat the offside trap and Henry Landers was able to run free and smash a shot past Craig Hill as he cut in. Burko were also unable to eat into the two-goal lead, but can hold their heads high with a battling performance. Many children dream of becoming a professional footballer. The closest many get watching their footballing heroes pitch side, but which club offers the most affordable fan experience for kids? Known for their great live atmosphere, Premier League matches spark kids' enthusiasm for football from an early age. With an estimated 1.5 million junior tickets sold per season, 
Premier League clubs are dedicated to offering tailored football experiences for young fans, attracting more kids to be part of the football family. With the Premier League's ticket prices increasing across the board, VoteBall Travel was interested in finding out which club offers the most affordable junior fan experience, determining the most and the least kid-friendly club of the season. To do so, they checked junior ticket and merch prices for memberships, stadium tours, match tickets and home kits for all 20 Premier League clubs in the latest 2022 and 2023 season and gave each a score out of 10, ranked on their affordability. Top three least affordable, though at ball travel can reveal that Chelsea is the least affordable Premier League club for junior fans, recording a junior fan-friendly score of only 1.98 out of 10. The Blues also ranked joint last position in the stadium tour affordability score, charging children under 15 18 pounds for the cheapest 60-minute tour at Stamford Bridge. Family tickets for a luxury VIP private tour are available for a staggering £360. West Ham United surprisingly came second as the least affordable Premier League club for young fans with a junior fan-friendly score of 2.24 out of 10. The Hammers scored zero points in half of the four categories for charging £65 for the latest 2022 and 23 season home kit and £45 for the cheapest Category A ticket option for junior fans, the highest among all 20 teams. However, if you are committed to go to matches regularly, then their £99 under-16s season ticket is a good deal. Joint number two comes Tottenham Hotspur, notoriously priced at £2,025 for adult season tickets. Tottenham Hotspur, Hotspur junior fan experiences are not very affordable either. For example, if a 15-year-old toured around Spurs' stadium and went to one game in their favourite home kit, they would need to spend at least £125, even without the price of the accompanying adult. With low affordability in match tickets, stadium tours and home kits for junior fans, Spurs placed joint second least junior fan friendly in the Premier League, scoring 2.24 out of 10. The top three most affordable. Bournemouth is the Premier League club with the most affordable fan experience for juniors and children with a junior-friendly score of 9.47 out of 10. The club only charges kids £59 for a stadium tour, home game, membership and junior kit in total. Achieving 10 out of 10 in the membership affordability score, they offer the cheapest under-16 membership in the Premier League, including benefits such as discounts at Dorset's Best Attractions, online activities, match day meal deal and free chance to be a team mascot. Brent, Brentford Football Club ranks as Brentford Football Club ranked as second most affordable Premier League club to be a junior fan with a junior fan friendly score of 8.55 out of 10. 
Closely following behind is Leicester City, with a full score of 7.9 out of 10. Their junior ticket price for a stadium tour is as low as £8, and match ticket price of £9. With four of the six big-ranked teams in the top ten least affordable clubs, Liverpool came 11th and Manchester City 13th, making Manchester City the most affordable big six club to be a junior fan. The cheapest junior ticket for a Category A game at Manchester City is only £10, the fourth cheapest in the league. And in basketball, Hemel Storm slayed the Bradford Dragons on Saturday to book a Kit King Trophy semi-final place. Coming off the back of a successful group stage, Storm had to make sure that they would win with a semi-final game away at Reading Rockets at stake. Storm withstood Bradford's early pressures and managed to secure a convincing victory, winning 99-78. to Storm took time to reach their full potential, but in the end, their teamwork meant that they took victory against a dragon side who were tough to break down. The top scorers were Aaron Ray, 24 points and 12 rebounds, Hakeem Seiler, 18 points and 15 rebounds, Taylor Johnson, 20 points and 9 rebounds. Storm are now away to Reading Rockets on Saturday the 8th of October in the semi-final with a 2pm tip. The next home game is the first NBL Division 1 league game at home to Bradford Dragons at Hemel Hempstead's Leisure Centre as a 7pm tip-off. And a bit more news on what's on. Tring Book Festival and Our Bookshop are delighted to present Tring Book Festival, which takes place this year from the 4th to the 13th of November at various venues around Tring. Among those appearing will be Andrea Ledsom, MP, Alan Johnson, former MP, Anton Duberk from Strictly Come Dancing discussing his new novel, Ben Shepherd, presenter of Tipping Point, and Adam Henson from Countryfile are also featured, as well as Professor Alice Roberts, who will be discussing her book on anatomical oddities. Visit tringbookfestival.co.uk for the full lineup and to book tickets. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 7.14am and 6.24pm. For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you wish to listen on Alexa, say... Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill. Alexa will ask you which broadcast you want to listen to. When prompted, reply, play the decorum talking newspaper. This part can be tricky if Alexa offers the wrong station. Just say no and then try again. For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick, 
After the music, there is the amenities section that gives details of various groups and the contact details of organisations. Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up firmly. Turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from all your readers, the editor and Andrew, your technician for this week. Goodbye. Goodbye.